0: It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult.
1: followed the small group of scavengers back to their village. As Bob and Tanjara got to know the locals, I decided to stand on the edge of town and watch as this mysterious fog came out and the last light of day faded away. The fog glowed a haunting blue colour as it moved across the land. Tendrils made of mist stretched out before it as it began rushing towards me like a wave. The moment it came into the light surrounding the village, it stopped abruptly. It hit a wall. I have to admit, I found the fog fascinating. I stepped closer to it in the hopes I could see something inside. It.
2: I wouldn't get too close. People have been pulled into the fog sometimes. Pulled in? Yeah. There are things moving around in there. No idea what, but we can see shapes moving about.
3: Byron. It is you, isn't it? I know it's you. I can sense it.
2: Not to mention shit like that. I take it you know who that is? Yeah. Yeah, you could say that.
3: Byron, it's me, Chris. Chris Sparrow. I can't tell you how happy I am to see you. I've been so lonely without you.
1: You do know Chris
2: Sparrow died, I take it?
3: I remember. But I was brought back by Leviathan.
2: Leviathan? What the hell is she talking about?
1: Long story and very complicated.
3: But I'm free of it now, Byron. Free of Leviathan. But I'm lost in this damn fog. I need your help.
2: You're not gonna fall for that, are you? Oh, of course
1: I'm going to fall for it. I'm just gonna walk into the fog and get killed. Use your head, would you? This isn't my first rodeo. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I don't like my past being thrown in my face like this. Chris Sparrow is gone. If you expect me to fall for this, you're gonna to need to be more creative.
3: Trust me, Byron. I can be very creative. <laughs> That's different.
2: It's never done that before.
3: That's because I want him. I want the Pale Man.
2: What the hell is it talking about? Doesn't matter. I'm done playing this game. Anyways, I came out to tell you soup's on in the mess hall. Your friends are already there, and you're welcome to join us. Maybe in a few minutes. I want to study the fog a little more. Okay. But remember... Don't get too close. Yeah, I got that. Right. I'll see you in a bit.
1: Look, Joe. you don't need to check up on me, I'll be fine.
4: I'm not checking up on you. Still, now that I'm here, we should talk all the same.
1: At the sound of her voice, I turned quickly. There she was again. The woman in black with the glowing yellow eyes. You.
5: You have amazing ears.
6: Oh, those, um... Yeah, that's because I was born with... Um... What was this called again, Bob?
5: Spock Syndrome.
6: Yeah, Spock Syndrome.
5: Kind of reminds me of Arwen. Arwen? You know, Arwen. Lord of the Rings. The Elf Princess. It's a book series.
6: Oh,
7: I haven't read them.
5: You never read Lord of the Rings? Well, you had to see the movies then. If not, I could show them to you, Beckett.
7: (gasps) Not now, Tim. Anyway, this all began the day of the earthquake. It started out like any other pleasant day in late August. I remember getting up and booting up the computer so I could start work later.
6: Oh, I've heard of those. Calculating machines, right? The Iron Dead used them in the ancient wars.
8: Oh, what was that? Pay her no mind, Timothy. She is simply remembering, uh... A movie we saw once. The Terminator, as I recall. Skynet and all that.
6: Yeah, that... That, um, Skynet guy. What's a Terminator?
8: I shall explain later. Do go on, Anne. I find this tale quite captivating.
7: I was making coffee when the house began shaking. It wasn't much at first, but in a matter of seconds, it grew worse. A lot worse. Knocking over plans, pictures on the wall fell down. Oh, it felt like it went on forever.
5: One minute, 42 seconds to be precise. Got tools that measure earth movements in my house.
7: Anyway, after it was over, the power was out, the phone stopped working. We tried to find out what had happened, but the radios and TV weren't picking anything up. As night came, we decided we needed to do something. Such as...
2: Get some lights set up for one thing. We went down to the hardware shop and took all the propane generators and put up some spotlights. We set them up around town so people could see. It was shortly after dark that the fog showed up.
7: We lost a lot of people that first night. The voice in the fog you were telling us about.
5: People thought their friends or loved ones were out in the fog. When they heard them, they rushed out into it. Once the screaming started, people stopped going into the fog. But over a dozen already had... The next morning, we found what was left of their blood-soaked
8: clothes on the ground. And this fog has been coming here every night since then?
7: Hmm. Every night. After the sun goes down, the fog comes up. But it always stops at the lights. Fascinating.
2: So, how have you guys been able to survive out there?
6: Oh, that's easy. We don't come from this fragment of Earth. We just arrived shortly before we met you people. Uh, what was that?
8: Again, Tanjara is joking. Pay her no mind. It may be wise for you to remain quiet for the time being, and allow me to do the talking.
6: Well, if you think it's best.
8: I do. Curious, you said you were going out to retrieve Meth Byron for the evening meal. I saw him,
2: but he said he wanted to study the fog some more. Like something in the fog knew him. Not just mimicking, it answered him back.
8: Now that is interesting.
1: It was the strange woman with yellow eyes. She'd saved Tanjara and me on the remains of the previous Earth we'd been on. It was then I realized I did not even know her name. Who are you?
4: You can call me Scarson.
1: Is that really your name?
4: Does it matter what
1: I'm called? No, but I can't help feeling we've met before.
4: If I were you, I would be more concerned about the fog. It would be wise not to go into it.
1: You know, people can stop telling me that. I wasn't planning on it.
4: Very wise. I'd heard you were impetuous, but it appears you're not without elegance.
1: Are you following me, Scarson? Not as such.
4: If anything, I've been asked to show you something.
1: Show me what.
4: What do you think is keeping the fog from devouring this village? It is fed upon all the other parts of this world, yet this village remains intact.
1: I was told the lights seem to keep the fog away.
4: <laughs> the lights. If it were that easy to keep it away, there would be a lot more huddled, illuminated survivors, believe me.
1: Before I could stop her, scarson reached out and turned off the large spotlight that was illuminating the fogmer. As its glow faded, I noted that the fog did not change its position. It still sat on the edge of town. Interesting. If it's not the light that's keeping the fog away, what is?
4: Come with me, and you'll find out.
1: Skarson began walking away into a wooded area. After turning the spotlight back on, I quickly followed him.
7: The next day, some of us went to other towns looking for survivors. But all we found were the remains of their clothes. The fog had taken everyone.
2: It was the same in every town up and down the coast. At least as far as we can go and get back before nightfall. So far as we know, we're the only survivors. I
5: tried to reach people on an old ham radio set I got back in my garage. I was able to reach this group out in Detroit for a time. They were able to keep the fog out because they were sealed in this bunker of sorts. But those things in the fog were trying to break in. I tried to reach them the next day, but I haven't heard from them since.
8: It would appear this fog is quite a widespread event. I mean, yeah.
7: So far we've been able to hold our own, but I can't help but wonder how much longer.
8: Don't
2: think that way, Anne. We hold out for as long as we have to. Hell, if we run out of fuel, we set up everyone's house like mine.
7: You mean those big steel shutters and generators you had installed when it looked like we were heading into another civil war?
2: Yeah. Doesn't sound so dumb
8: now, does it? Another civil war?
7: You know, when President What's-His-Name refused to concede the election, claimed all the votes against him were frauds, and the other side stole the election from him. He got a lot of good old boys to rush to his defense when he refused to leave the White House. But they felt pretty stupid when they saw the tanks rolling up, and the best most of them had were hunting rifles. But it didn't stop things getting pretty bloody for a while.
8: I see.
2: So, I put in a lot of defenses to my home before things went bad. Right now, my house can stand up to anything. But the point is, whatever is coming our way, we'll figure something out. Joe's right. We can't give up.
5: What's that saying? Where there's life, there's hope? Or some gobbledygook gook like that. On a different subject, you guys have not told us
8: how you've survived so long. A simple matter of luck, really. Our car has a series of very bright lights built into it.
7: Yeah. At night, you simply leave them
8: on while we rest. Something like that.
2: I'd like to take a closer look at your car in the morning. If we could rig our cars and trucks the same way, we could send teams to stay out longer
8: than the few hours we have in the daytime. I'm certain Byron would have no problem with that.
7: Speaking of him, where is your friend anyway?
1: I followed Scarson through the trees for some time, until we came into a small clearing. There was a large crater in the center with the body of a giant laying in it. That's... that's one of the gods of Olympus.
4: You recognize her?
1: No, but Olympian armor all looks the same. Gold and silver chainmail and, well, she's no lightweight. I moved down the side of the crater. Her body was monstrous, well over fifteen feet tall. She looked like she could tear the whole grove apart with her bare hands if she so desired. That is, if she'd still lived. I'm surprised none of the town folk have discovered this yet. Her arrival must have triggered a quake with a crater this big.
4: With the fog, they've had other
1: priorities. You said you were going to show me what was holding the fog back. Are you telling me this body is what is doing it?
4: (laughs) Oh no, she is in no condition to do much of anything. Except rot. But I suggest you take a closer look at her wrist.
1: I knelt down by the dead goddess's wrist. There was a bracelet with a series of scarlet gems encircling it. They gave off a soft, pulsating glow. Well, that is interesting.
4: So you recognize it?
1: It's her real armor. The gold and silver chainmail looks nice and shiny, but it's soft metal and useless for defense in combat. It couldn't hold back an aggressive mouse, let alone a sword blade. But this bracelet has a power that covers its wearer like a shield. I pulled the bracelet from her wrist and dusted the dirt from it. This is all starting to make sense now. It brought her here, didn't it?
4: I'm not certain, but it is likely. No doubt, this is where she fell when Olympus was destroyed in the War of the Expanse.
1: And the bracelet's what's been holding the fog out all this time?
4: Yes. Quite a useful item. It has allowed the people of the village to stay alive while the rest of this world fell. I imagine you would find it useful as well. What do you mean? It's not just for defense. The bracelet can also aid its wearer in travel. It can lead them to places and items they're searching for.
1: What makes you think I'm searching for anything?
4: (laughs) Why, nothing, pale man. Nothing at all. But you should know if you take the bracelet, there is a cost.
1: Oh, wait, let me guess. If I use it, it eats my soul, or I have to feed it a wheel of cheese or something.
4: Oh, nothing so mundane. No, if you take the bracelet with you the next time night falls on this village...
1: There will be nothing to hold out the fog.
4: Exactly. Everyone here would die. Quite the dilemma, isn't it? Do you take it for yourself and let all these people die? Or leave it behind and keep randomly moving from fragment to fragment as you have been doing? Yes, quite the dilemma. I'll be interested in seeing what choice you make.
1: With that, scarson faded into thin air, leaving me alone with the body of a dead god. I looked down at the bracelet in my hands. I began to wonder what I should do next.
6: standing there?
1: I don't know. A while.
6: Where were you last night? I tried to find you.
1: I took a walk. I need to think something over.
6: Oh. Oh. What time is it anyways?
1: Late afternoon. You've been sleeping most of the day.
6: I was up pretty late last night. That Tim guy took me back to his house to show a movie. Lord of the Rings and this big collection of things he called comic books. He really has a lot of them. How dull. I like him. He's nice. Anyways, after a while we started kissing one another, he really got into my ears. Then I took off my shirt while he started rubbing my...
1: Yes, 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 yes. I'm certain you had an entertaining evening.
6: Well, not really. It's clear he's not been with a lot of girls. I mean, I, I had to show him where to put his...
1: That's quite fascinating. Anyway, get dressed. We'll be leaving soon.
6: Leaving? I thought we were going to stay and help these people against this fog.
1: These people are quite safe, and there is nothing I can do about the fog.
6: Do you know what the fog is,
1: then? Not precisely, but my guess is it's probably one of the outer gods. Probably feeds on the various fragments of worlds it comes across. So what do we do about it? Absolutely nothing. It's far too powerful, kid. It's better to avoid things like this. Besides, once it's finished feeding on this fragment, it'll get bored and move on.
6: So the village will be safe?
1: Yes, I'm certain they'll be fine.
6: So why don't we just stay and help them out, then? I really like Tim, and Bob offered to give everyone a medical checkup. I'm sure we could... Because if
1: I stay much longer, I'm going to do something I might regret. I want to be away from this place before I change my mind. Now get dressed, or I'll leave you here with them. Am I clear?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Very clear.
1: Good.
2: What the hell do you mean you're leaving? It'll be night soon.
8: Yes. I estimate full nightfall in one hour and 17 minutes. And you're going to be out driving in it? Even with your lights, it's not safe out there.
5: You should really wait till morning before going anywhere. Besides, I promised Tanjara I'd show her my DVD collection.
7: (laughs) You really know how to show a girl a good time, don't you?
5: Hey, she liked Lord of the Rings. She really... Really got into
8: it. I fear Byron's mind is quite made up. I have little choice in the matter.
1: What are you, a slave or something? No, he's my doctor and he'd never leave a patient. How are we
8: looking, Bob? Batteries are fully recharged. We are good to go. Look,
7: I'd feel better if you guys waited until morning to leave.
1: I appreciate your concern, but we have to go. But go where? The whole world is dead. You may be right, but as Bob said, my mind's made up. You know Tanjura... You don't have to go.
5: You could stay here. With me.
6: That's sweet, Tim. I- I'm tempted, but I need to go with Byron. B- but we'll come back someday. You will? Yes, I- I'm sure we will. Won't we, Byron?
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure.
2: Come on, kid. We have to go. <sighs> I think you're all crazy. But if you insist on doing this, just make sure you keep the light on. Try and avoid whatever's out in the fog. We will.
6: Well, goodbye. It was nice meeting all of you.
2: Just be safe out there, okay?
6: I'm sure we will.
7: Well, there goes our first visitor since this all started. Still, is it me, or were they sort of... weird? Oh, I
2: don't know. I quite liked Tinjara. You like any girl who gives you the time of day.
6: So can you tell me now why we had to leave so quickly?
1: Because I make mistakes sometimes. I wish I had recorded that. Any chance you can say that again, Master?
6: What do you mean by mistakes?
1: I've done things. Things I've come to regret that have cost lives. I've always thought I was doing the right thing, only to discover the choices i would made have been wrong. I've caused great empires to fall, friends to die before my eyes, even betrayed trusted allies. I always believed I was doing the right thing, only to discover I made the wrong choice. I knew if I stayed there in that village, sooner or later I would do something, sometime I would come to regret. That's why we had to leave.
6: And by leaving, we are doing the right thing?
1: I hope so. I suggest you brace
5: yourselves. We shall be encountering the barrier quite soon.
6: Well, I hope we can come back when the fog is gone. I did really like Tim. He promised to show me his Babylon 5 collection. Whatever that is. Hey Byron, what's that on your wrist? I've not seen it before.
5: Joe! Joe!
2: Oh god, it's coming. Joe, are you in there? Jesus, Tim, what is it now? I'm trying to relax and have a drink. It's been a long day. Oh god, Joe, it's not working. It's getting through. The light's not stopping it. What the hell are you talking about?
5: What's happening? The lights, Joe, they're not keeping the fog out. It's coming in. Holy shit! Where's Anne? I don't know. I think she might be dead house was swapped by the fog in seconds. Don't you dare touch me. Back. No! I don't get it. The lights kept the fog away before.
2: I don't understand how this is happening. The strangers. What? You mean Tanjara? No, not her. That other one. The sick looking guy in black. Byron. That's why he was in such a hurry to get away. He must have known this was going to happen. But. No! But how? How the hell should I know? but it's the only thing that makes sense look the fox coming this way fuck this i'm out of here where are you going joe joe
0: joe joe you can't let me out here open the door joe
7: There is nowhere for you
3: to run. You are mine now, and I shall.
2: You've been listening to the Byron Chronicles Beyond the Veil Part 4 Written by Eric Busby Featured in the cast were Byron, David Alt, Tanjara, Nicole Goodnight Bob, Ellie Hirschman Scarson, Natalie Van Sistine Joe, Vinay Noorani Anne, Cara Scott Tim, Lex Zorn Fog Entity, Jessica McEnboy. Script editor was Simon Musher-Jones. Audio engineer was Eric Busby. Music performed by Kevin McLeod, Adrian Von Ziegler, Co.ag Music. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Credit by Kareem C. Cronflee. Copyright ELB Productions 2021.
0: If an infinite amount of monkeys with typewriters could create all of Shakespeare's plays in an infinite amount of time, certainly you could create a radio script masterpiece in one month. (laughs) Take part in Ned's Room, the National Audio Drama Script Writing Month, where you are challenged to create an audio drama script before the end of February. And this year, you get an extra day. What do you get if you succeed? Why, the honor and excitement of knowing you did it! (laughs) Plus a nifty reward certificate. Ooh, uh. How do you go about entering Ned's room? How would I know? I'm just an announcer and I... Oh, oh, thank you, monkey. Uh, for information, go online to sonicsociety.org slash Where are the bananas? Oh, okay. That's N-A-D-S-W-R-I-M as in National Audio Drama Script Writing Month. And to give you a head start, I offer you a first line for your script charlie shouting hey where did all these monkeys come from the rest is up to you enter today not you stupid infinite monkey